Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. But you know, true victory comes after the power of the resurrection. So some of us in life have to go through the challenge, have to go through the struggle to get to the place of the resurrection power of Christ to find the freedom that we have. You know, you always hear that. You know, there's those that lift weights. You know, I hear you know, my, those in my family, hey, no pain, no gain. You know, that's true to a point. But the reality is, is that we don't like it when it gets hard. You know, we don't want the cross. We don't want to have to go through having to die to ourselves. But the way to the cross is the road to freedom in your own personal life. Going to the cross is where you will find the utter joy that you are looking for in the freedom in Christ. The disciples um, and those around began to spread their garments and, and their coats on the donkey, and they began to spread their garments all out on the road. And all the way down the road, there was a throng of people throwing off their garments. And also, historians say it wasn't just their garments, it was their prayer shawls as well. So they're throwing all of these on the road out before the Lord. And the crowd is just going bonkers. I mean, they're going hysterical over this moment. But this is actually a fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9, which was, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. You know, in that day, kings rode horses. But Jesus was not the normal king. He was a humble king. And he got on a little colt. He got on a, a, a little beast. And that was a fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy, and the people didn't even know that. They didn't even know what was going on. They didn't realize that he was actually fulfilling a promise. And there's three things I want us to focus on today that I want us to help bring a story that we read year after year, and I don't want it just to be a story where we're like, yeah, 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 this is nice. This is a nice story, Palm Sunday. I want it to be something that, that has an application, that is, that is something that will freshly grip our hearts to how we can apply it. The first two items are the garments and the palm branches. The spreading the garments um, out for someone to walk on you know, this was more than just chivalry. Um, the definition of chivalry, one of them is a courteous behavior, especially that of a man towards a woman. I had lunch with um, a wonderful couple here in this church um, this last week, and uh, it was, it was kind of cold, it had been rainy, and we just got done eating, and I was going to um, my car um, just to go ahead and, um, and to head off and go home, and so as I was driving back through the city, leaving, I saw the couple walking down the sidewalk. And, and all of a sudden, the, the, the wife, her, her shoe became untied, and her, her husband, it was, just a, it was just a neat moment. I mean, this couple, all of a sudden, 
he, you know, he lays out his leg like this, puts it out, and then he has his wife put her foot up on his leg, and he's like this, you know, he just, he's like, you know, and, and she's up there, and, and he's tying her shoe right there. And I, I mean, I, I wish I would have had my, I wish I would have taken a picture, but you know, it just, it was one of those moments where it was just, it was a sweet moment watching this old man, you know, he's just kind of, you know, he's there, he got his foot up there, and he's tying her shoe, and I thought, you know, that's just, that's chivalry, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. But Christ's entry was more than that. The spreading of the garments over, over the donkey and the spreading of the garments out over the road, what this was, was this was an act of submission. This was an act of them choosing to submit their lives unto the king. This is a moment where they are saying, Lord, all that I have is yours. And I am submitting every aspect of my life. And therefore, I'm taking off my garment and I'm throwing it down. It doesn't matter how costly that garment was. It could have been a nice outfit you had. You're choosing to take what is special to you and you're laying it down for him to walk over. You know, there's only one other time that I can think of where garments were laid down for a king. And that's in 2 Kings 9.13. And then in haste, every man of them took his garment and put it under him on the bare steps. And they blew the trumpet and proclaimed, Jehu is king. You know, and while we, we think of Jehu as being kind of a violent king, Jehu was the king that killed Jezebel, the wife of Ahab, who led Israel astray the one that wanted Elijah to be killed. But was not Christ riding into Jerusalem kind of the same thing? Jesus was the one that was coming into Jerusalem because the devil had led his people astray. And he had come into Jerusalem with one thing and one thing in mind, and that is to destroy the works of the evil one and to kill him. So what does it look like for you to be in submission to Christ today? Just think about that. What does it look like for you in your life today to be in submission to Christ? You know, we're not gonna go out and lay out our garments outside in the parking lot, but how does that look? How does that look for you? You know, to lay down your garments, I believe it looks like this, and I think there's no other way, no greater expression of submission than to say this in your heart, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. No matter what you're going through in life, Lord, I don't care what it looks like, my greatest desire, which we pray every day in the Lord's prayer, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The surrender of your will I think is the greatest expression of submission that anyone can choose in their own personal lives. The people also cut down branches to lay before Jesus. And in John, it specifies palm branches. And in Revelation 7, 
9, it says this, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from every tribe and people and language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. John is portraying something that is going on in heaven that actually was happening in Jerusalem with the multitude shouting to the Lord. But you know, that there was also something that signified um, palm branches as important to the, uh, to the Jewish people, and that was to remind them of the Feast of Booths. And in the feast, they, they, they made these uh, kind of like little huts with palm branches all around them, and the palm branches signified them finding freedom from the Egyptians. They came out of bondage. They came out of hardship. And because of that, they would put palm branches all over these little huts that would be all around Jerusalem. And the skies would be lit up with all these little campfires. And in this, the people were declaring and signifying that they had been set free from the devil. They'd been set free from the oppression of Pharaoh. And in that, we're beginning to see that as these people were waving the branches, it wasn't just something, you know, just a, a nice little, oh, that's a nice little thing to do. You know, they're just being so courteous to Jesus. But the reality was, is that they realized that this was very symbolic of us being set free from the slavery and the bondage of the devil. And they're able to do this because it doesn't matter. You know, if you've been set free from drugs, if the power of addiction has been broken in your life, if you've been set free from alcoholism, if you've been set free from from bondage of sin all your life that, is, that has dogged you, you probably at any moment felt like, you know what, I have been in, in some of the darkest places on this planet, and Jesus has set me free. You know, you will not be ashamed to take a palm branch and to say, you know what, I don't care what you say. I have been set free. And the reality is, is that you need to get used to this. Because those that call upon the name of the Lord will one day, will all be around the throne. And we're all going to be wearing our white robes. And you don't have to sit there and think, oh, I don't know if this thing fits me too well. I mean, it's not your garment. Those, those are his garments. These are the robes of righteousness that will be adorned over you. And it says that the throng of people around the throne, around the Lamb of God, will what? What will they have in their hand? Palm branches. So get used to it. You might think, God, oh, this is not very becoming. Not very stylish, is it, you know? But come on, you're going to start doing this forever and ever one day. So get over it, you know? Get over it and pick up your palm branch and think, you know what, Jesus... I thank you that you broke the power of the devil over my life. I thank you that I'm free from sin. I thank you that I've been forgiven by the blood of the lamb. I thank you that he has no place in my life. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me a new life and giving me hope 
in Jesus' name. Amen. So get them palm branches out. Just start waving them around a little bit. Just kind of get used to it now. Come on. Yeah, you're looking good. Hey, let's film this. Get it on film right now. Take it. Get, get, get on film. There we go. Come on. There we go. Yeah, live action right now. Facebook Live, here we come. All over the world, people are going to see you doing this. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now give them a shout. Yeah. We are free. We are free. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now get up and dance. No, it's all right. All right. That's going to be good, isn't it? Facebook Live, huh? All right. So this simple little palm branch today in just a nice little symbol. This is your weapon. This is your weapon. You know, but <clears throat> the Israelites, you know what happened after a while when they were out in the desert? They thought, you know what? I don't like manna. I'm eating too much of this quail. I can't always find the water hole. I just want to go back to Egypt. I want to go back to Egypt. We had good food there. You remember what we had in Egypt? It was good. It was good. You know, sometimes working out our freedom that we have in Christ is a struggle. Sometimes it's a struggle to press through into the freedom that we have in Christ. It isn't all just, well, I'm free, no more struggle. You've got to work it out with fear and trembling. You've got to work out your salvation. You've got to make sure that the devil knows that you're free. You've got to make sure that you're able to say, I am free, and I don't care how I feel right now, you know me, I don't feel like it, I am free. And letting the truth of that set you free. You know, sometimes getting the Egypt out of us is a challenge. Sometimes we kind of want to go back. We're tempted to go back. We're tempted to go back where we thought it was better or where we thought it was good. But the reality is going back is death. You can't go back. You can't look backwards. You can't think, well, I got my hands to the plow now. I'm going to go look back. Nope, they're going forward. You cannot go back to that life of death. You know, Proverbs 24.10, I read this week, says this, if you are slack in the day of distress, then your strength is limited. If you're slack in the day of distress, then your strength is limited. Sometimes our weakness becomes kind of an excuse to want to quit. We're getting faint. We're getting tired. Think, you know what? I just want to go back to where it was comfortable and I didn't have to deal with all these temptations and the struggle with the devil. But I want you to know something. Strength comes to you when you are faithful in the struggle. Strength is imparted to you when you stand faithful to what you know is true in his word 
And in that, the power of the Most High, the Holy Spirit, strengthens your inner man as you're faithful under the pressure and you're able to see the victory. But as you're faithful to him, no matter how you feel, the victory is yours. I want to look at one other aspect, and that's Luke 19. Luke 19, verse 39. So I want to pick up the same story in Luke. You'll find the story of the triumphal entry in both of the, on all four of the Gospels. So I want to pick it back up in Luke. So the people had just been shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And then we'll see in Luke, in verse 39, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Rebuke them. Why? Because they were shouting. Because they were praising him. Doesn't that just sound like a religious people, doesn't it? You know, you're getting too loud. Can, can you just calm it down a little bit? Come on. But the, the people began to say, teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered this. I tell you, if these people of mine become silent, he said, the stones will cry out. Really? I thought, literally, he was communicating if the disciples have been silenced at any moment, God would have had a rock concert. <laughs> you didn't know that God liked rock music, did you? He would have had a rock concert. Because you know what? He wanted to celebrate his son. He wanted to give a shout about his son. And in that, he's saying, if you shut these down who have seen my son do mighty works for three and a half years, God says, I'll let you not have the last word on it. I'll have the rocks cry out. I mean, what a moment. Think about it. Literally, think of the rocks crying out, singing praise. Jesus was literally saying, if my followers are silenced, the very stones would break forth with praises. That's what it says. Literally, the stones would break forth with praises. You know, in church, this, this is my little uh, rock concert up here. This, this, this is the, the, the dynamic trio. But you know what? I do not want an object such as this, a rock, to outdo me in praising my God. I don't want a rock to have to praise God because I've allowed the devil to silence me. You know what? You have no place to worship God. You know you're a sinner. You know that you're a heathen. You know that you can't break that addiction in your life. You know you have no gifting in your life or ability to step out and do anything for the Lord. Just go back. Shut up. You know, the devil wants to shut you up. But you got to say, you know what, devil? Go where you belong. Because I'm not going to let a rock outdo me. I'm not going to let a rock 
praise my God, when I have been set free from hell itself, I'm not going to let anything hold me back. So no rock, no anything, no object that God would release to give praises to his son, I'm not going to let it outdo me. So therefore, give a big shout to God. And let your sound be heard in all of Asheville that your God has set you free. You know, we can't get so comfortable with the good news of Jesus. You might have been saved for 30 years, but it's always a celebration to know that you have been forgiven of your sin and made a child of God. And that you have entrance. So we need to give a big shout. We need to praise him for who he is. For he is worthy of all praise. So realizing that our humble king, riding on a donkey, would go to the cross because of our sin, die for us, rise from the grave, defeat the power of death, hell, and the grave, and would make a way for you and me to be with him in heaven forever and ever, that is a mighty God that we serve that should be praised forever. And I don't care if this is not becoming, but when you know you've been set free and you've been delivered from the depths of hell itself, you need to, you know, it's kind of like David says, you know, when he was trying to be shut down from dancing in, in his little skibbies, you know, as, as the Ark of the Covenant was coming into Israel and David was dancing and he was praising him. And you know what? Someone tried to shut him up. And he said, if you shut me up, I'm going to dance more undignified than this. You think it's bad now? Wait till you see me in a minute. I mean, he's saying, I'm not going to let you shut me down. I will dance and praise him and be undignified because to whom the son is set free is free indeed. And my God is worthy of all praise. We cannot be intimidated by the devil. We cannot be intimidated by anybody else, even by our peers, thinking, ooh, they might think I'm religious. <laughs> Get over it. I mean, you've been free. You know, if, if, if our eyes could really see into all of the spiritual realm what we've been free of, I think we'd all be running up and down I-40. I mean, come on. We don't see it all, but all I know is I'm free. And he has no hold on me. And he has no hold on you. And that gives every reason to want to shout and wave a little palm branch. So in wrapping things up, the first thing that we're to do is submit to God. Submit to God. Scripture says, then resist the devil and then he'll flee. So everyone, we are to submit to our king this day we're to lay it all out in submission and realizing and declaring it's not my will but it's your will be done secondly we are to declare that he has set us free from slavery he set us free from the devil's power that has been broken over our lives and we can declare that with an abandonment and not be afraid by waving palm branches. And lastly, we have been freed. We've been freed to praise him like no one's business. 
Praise him. And don't let a rock outdo you. Praise him with all of your heart because he's the reigning king who will reign forever and ever and ever. Guys, he's worthy of all praise. So let's give him a big shout. What do you say? Yay! Amen. Amen. Well, let's all stand. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. You're our glorious hero riding in on a donkey but had everybody fooled because you had one thing in mind and that was to go to the cross to shed your blood for our sin to become the atoning sacrifice that we might be forgiven and cleansed forever and ever and to be with you in paradise. Jesus, we thank you that you've made the way. We thank you that you are the way. We thank you that there's no other way. We thank you and we praise you, Jesus, that you've made the way through the cross that we might have life forevermore. So Lord, we worship you and praise you. And we humble ourselves under your mighty hand this day. And we choose this day to submit to you, to praise you, to worship you because you're worthy of all praise and honor and glory. And Lord, I'm asking now that your presence would just come. Let your anointing just move mightily in our midst. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just rest upon each and every one. That your anointing your presence would be felt. The glorious freedom that we have. And Lord, I'm asking right now, if there's anyone here struggling with shame and guilt for any sin, where the devil wants them to feel in bondage and, in, and guilty over what they've done, I'm asking, Lord, this day, as they confess their sins to you, that Jesus, you would set them free from all guilt. Let your people this day, Lord, know that there is freedom in your name. Lord Jesus, I thank you and praise you. And I just want to ask with every, every eye closed, if you've never received Jesus, surrendered your heart, you've never have surrendered all that you've been going through in life to the good news of Jesus Christ, and have asked him to come into your heart, I want to ask you today to receive Jesus, to receive our wonderful Savior that died for you on the cross, that you might have life with him. So if you never received Jesus, I want you just to slip up your hand. If you never asked Christ into your heart, anyone here who's never said, Jesus, I am a sinner. I need you. Come into my life. Just lift up your hand. 
Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you and I praise you for salvation is from our God. So Lord, today we praise you and we thank you that you're drawing us and wooing us closer into communion with you. And we thank you this day, Lord, for the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.